Hey everybody, this is Nick Romolini and welcome to the second episode of The Blank Page, a podcast about creativity, neuroses, and the intersection of the two. Today's conversation is with Chris Hutton. He's a screenwriter based in Los Angeles who's known primarily for When the Streetlights Go On, which was featured on The Blacklist in 2011. It was made into a Hulu pilot and most recently was made into a full series on Quibi. I met Chris playing pickup basketball at the Silver Lake Rec Center maybe seven, eight years ago at this point. It was a time in my life when I was relatively new to L.A. and I was really reaching for some sort of connection. And I found this ragtag crew of dudes that used to roll out to the Silver Lake Rec at like 8.30 in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Just an absurd time for adults to be gathering for a recreational activity. And this scruffy crew of grown men just playing their hearts out as if they were teenagers, was really appealing and therapeutic and cathartic. And, um, man, it was it was a blast, and it was really timely in my life. Chris reminded me of the exact type of shit-talking dude that I knew from back east, and I was really surprised to learn that he's actually from Southern California. And I felt an immediate connection with him. And I've continued to maintain a friendship with him even as I've stopped going to the games because of all the kids that I have now and an irrational and completely unfounded fear that if I keep playing, my body is just going to shatter. Anyway, I always found Chris to be the type of dude who I could talk to about rap and movies and music, but then also he was unafraid to chop it up about the real shit that I like to dig into. So that's why I thought he would be a perfect fit for this show. And I was really excited when he was willing to come on. Uh, Just a few notes prior to the call with him. I had an immense amount of technical difficulties and I had a full-blown meltdown in my garage. I mean, I don't know how to describe it other than a tantrum. I mean, I, I, I didn't break anything, but I came close to breaking shit. And I think it was because it was my first real screenwriter who was going to be on the show. And if I can't get this right, what can I get right? And obviously I'm going to fuck this up. And obviously I'm a failure. And obviously this thing was never meant to be. And who the fuck do I think I am even trying to do something like this? And I sort of got through it somehow um and then the conversation was really great we talk about a lot of shit um irrational confidence keeping it going when it gets tough we talked about rules of screenwriting and how they get in our way we talked about whatever just listen to the fucking thing here's chris hutton Yo. Is this Papa Hut? Yeah. Soon to be Papa Hut. What up? <laughs> Thanks for uh, enduring my technical difficulties. Don't worry about it, man. It's, uh, 
part of the scramble. It's part of the game. Oh, part man. of the podcast game. Harrowing, harrowing process. I've, I've at least two thirds of my household, or, or, or the non-me portion of my household, angry at me right now. Understandably so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was trying to get set up in my garage, and uh, I mean, I went full Bob Knight out there. <laughs> the folding chair. <laughs> it was, it was intense. <laughs> Um, you know, we'll cut, oh, cut all this stuff out. Um, do you believe in yourself today? Y- yeah. Oh yeah. You do? Yeah. Wow. Time. That's big time. Really? Yeah. Big energy today. Big Feel- energy. Feeling really big, capable today. Big, big energy. Tell me what that's like. Oh man. <laughs> when you wake up. And you just, you wake up on the couch and you just know, you just know today's going to be a good day. You just know, listen, I'm going to crush this one. I got, I got treatments to write. I got, uh, I got emails to respond to. So I'm feeling pretty good about today. I got a seed of a good idea for a feature. So that's exciting. Um, just crushing it, dude. Just crushing it. Just trying to get that last that last bit of of non-fatherhood creativity flowing um i'm so i'm i'm so curious how like your creativity changes in light of having a child i wonder if there's like this surge of just like oh i gotta get a million things done now because of the kid or if it kind of like levels out i'm so curious as to like how my flow is gonna change well i will say that being two kids into the game now each time i felt this surge of uh urgency uh-huh and also inspiration right coupled with a complete and utter lack of time to achieve anything <laughs> right <laughs> so <laughs> rough it's like wait you know where, how where's it go i guess it goes into the parenting but uh yeah yeah it i'm 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 excited for that uh for that rush for sure it's fantastic i mean it definitely has me moving faster in ways than i had before and what happened was after the first kid i was really pushing forward and then it leveled off you know and then with the second kid it came back and i'm hoping now with the second kid that i'll be able to just sort of like put it in a bottle Right, right. Um, that's I, I'm I'm I will say that I'm taken aback that you so confidently mentioned just believing in yourself today. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. Well, well, I'm I, glad I, that I, I caught you off guard. <laughs> yeah, because that type of confidence is is uh, elusive, ever elusive for me. I think, although maybe maybe not as much lately. What is it what does it take for you to actually like feel confident and to, like believe that you can execute the idea in your head or get behind the idea that you're having? Um I you know, there needs to be a little bit of just uh uh, uh, uh of you got to kind of wake up with that irrational confidence, man. <laughs> kind of kind of boost I think when you're dealing with new ideas for sure. I think that when when you have a new idea, you know that that's when you uh, 
that's when you can you can feel these things you know you can answer that question when when you start working within an idea and you start kind of exploring it that's when the confidence starts to waver a little bit and you know maybe you catch me catch me like uh three weeks into the a new idea and then that's when that's when things change but a new idea is a that's that's why you're in it i, I think right because you know that's the chance at falling in love again i think with with what you do and 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 just like you know there's nothing better i've given up so many times on so many different ideas that the like it uh, i'm like numb to like not you know succeeding with an idea um right. I used to give myself such a hard time when it came to that. I wouldn't like get to bed because I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm a failure. I can't believe I'd abandoned that idea. I can't believe I didn't. And then now I've done it so many times and <laughs> that like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with, uh, I'm cool with not, you know, succeeding on something, I guess. But, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have a, I have an idea. So, so it's a good day, I guess. It's I don't a hell know. of an exciting day. <laughs> it really is for a second yeah yeah you know, it, it's it's fun you know now comes the research the research is so is the best because the research you can like kind of fake yourself into there's some good stuff you can get into you get to watch movies you get to you get to read stuff you get to do all the things that like make this job good you know right um, this is like this is this is the nice stuff it's it's the fucking writing that is the nightmare but yeah this is like the get to fill my cup up you know it's 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 truly remarkable that the actual writing process of writing is the worst part of the writing process it, it is it's you know it's it's so cruel that like the action but you know it i don't know why you know i, I i'm always trying to figure out why it's so miserable and why, and i i think it's because you never feel like, you know, you have a handle on it. Every time feels so new. I mean, it, you, they say it's a muscle and you can be writing your ass off. But once you hit like, you know, once you hit that page one and final draft and you start, it's like, you know, I it's like first date, you know, it's right. like, I don't know how to do this thing. I don't know. Like, and then you start wigging out about commas and stuff that is like grammatical things things Insane that are just stuff so, yeah it's just like you're like i i'm way past this i don't know why i'm stuck in that you know stuck in the past but it's it's a it's a troubling thing that's the but whole thing get, though right i mean it's you're, you're getting in your own way basically like you sit down you see the blank page and then it's like how many different ways can i stand in my own way of forward progress basically Exactly. Yeah. And there's, there's people that like, I, I've always been so envious of people that can just go, you know, mm -hmm. and not be, not be concerned with what they're seeing, but knowing that like, okay, like I'm just getting it down and then I'll come back to it. And this is a, like, I, I mean, to, to write a, like a real, like, I don't think I've ever written like a rough draft, you know, like everything has been toiled over everything has been like you know I've, I've looked at everything nine million times and made myself so miserable that i've never really been able to be like okay like you know i'm gonna this this all gets sorted out when i go back um i've always been so envious of people that you can just like shit out a first draft that must feel so good you know to have the completion the feeling of completion of a v1 and to know that you're gonna go back and change it and not have to 
agonized step by step, yeah, page yeah, to, by to page. Know, yeah, to know that like these, this is just like I'm just getting it down. You know, these are the impressions. These are like, and I'm gonna go like I I just don't know how to do that. I have I'm way too neurotic. I'm way too like I have every sentence is is a is a total like miracle and disaster <laughs> and like just like it's just it's the worst like the sometimes worst, so. i'll bang out like two pages without thinking but oh, then the i will go two back two that's, that's so much <laughs> two pages but then yeah. i can't get away from those two pages for the next two hours you know it's like i might bang them out in 10 minutes sometimes and then agonize over every single word for the next two hours right exactly I don't know if you've ever read like P.T. Anderson's like scripts, but like they're just written with such like he knows he's going to direct them. So right. his action lines and everything that he writes is like written from a directorial point of view. So it's just very terse, very simple language. And I always read those and I go, God damn it. That must feel nice to just be able to say like man turns to woman, you know, right. this is like it's like that 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 flowery language that we kind of all like. I don't know. We're taught to write like it doesn't matter. None of that gets read at the end of the day. So it's unfortunate that you have to convince people every time that you can write with like these action lines and things. But that's part of the gig. I guess when you're PTA, you can do that, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have that luxury of hemming weighing ourselves through things. No. I mean, he does write in a very like hemming or his screenplays are read like a Hemingway novel to me. I mean, it's just very straightforward. There's no... Um, yeah, there's nothing flowery to it. I'm, I'm a lot in a lot of ways. I wish I could go back and study creative writing more. And in a lot of ways, I wish I could go back and not study creative writing at all. Right. Yeah. That that's that's a funny that's a funny little like paradox, right? Totally. <laughs> and <clears throat> I was actually really curious about. Sometimes I feel so stuck in formatting of a scene in, in, in the screenplay format, but I can I can see it in my head and I know it and I would know how to describe it to you if I was having a conversation with you. And and I feel that the, the, the format can be so restrictive at times. Like, do you ever write out scenes as prose first? Hmm. No, I've never done that. I know people that do and I know exactly the feeling that you have. Um, I guess when I get in that way, I just because what you're referring to is like you feel like you're like kind of shorthanding the kind of like action of a scene or you're like, is that kind of what you're it's like, I want to tell you more about what's going on. And I know that I'm not allowed to in action lines, basically, you know, I mean, oh. I, I think maybe it's a craft thing that I still need to develop more, but it's like. Like unfilmables, right? That's what they call them. Unfilmables, yeah. I mean, like I want to be an omniscient narrator, in the way that in the way that you would read a novel, you know. I guess I've I've I I've tended to. Uh, I've been told that I've I overwrite, so I mm. perhaps fall into that camp of like over describing and um, kind of writing in a more novelistic way. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's probably, be, you know, exactly what you're just because I feel like if I can't tell you that she's like the babysitter that, you know, you've always had the hots for, you're not going to like understand like that, that like to the full extent of who she is. So like I, I, I feel like I have to do that. Um, 
I, I've always been like that. I don't know. I've, but I've definitely, I think from, from stuff that I've, you know, feedback that I've gotten from people in the past, uh, professional and just like, it's always been like this, this sentence or this, this pit is a little bit overwritten. <laughs> so, right. I mean, I, I, plus like, <clears throat> you know, what's so strange, I think too, and this kind of like goes into it, is like, like a screenplay is a really, it's not a pretty document. Hideous. So I think that it's hideous. It's hideous, right? It's hideous. Like you give a screenplay to 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 your average Jack, and they're just like, "What is this?" Right. You know, like I don't know how to like read this. Every time I give my screenplays to anybody in my family or my wife, it's like I don't like. I can tell the the responses is. is uh, probably mostly in part to like having to read that document. It's right. such a harsh, ugly like architecture. It's not. It's not very inviting. So I think that. Um, I guess going back to your point about like I I I think that I try to make it as like novelistic as possible, and you know you can there's, you know we all we all have these like rules that we picked up. It's like I don't know who the fuck said you can't like write like. You know, you can't write a paragraph that's describing stuff that isn't like filmable. I don't know who said that. You know, I don't know these all these like there's 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 all these rules of of screenwriting that are so silly, and you learn them in film school, and you learn them like kind of coming up. That once you get to the dance, I don't think anybody really gives a shit. Well, right. So you're trying, but you're trying to like bend yourself into this mold of rules because you're not in the dance yet, and it's like, well, maybe if I wasn't right. so concerned that like my action lines exceed three lines on the page. Like, <laughs> right. uh, like, uh, like, well, I mean, and, and, and for a really neurotic person, like I get in my own way so much because I'm like, well, now I need to figure out how to get, you know, there's two words on a fourth line and I got to figure out what words I can eliminate to get this to three lines or some other, you know, vague obsession like that of like, well, that's a cheat. And technically you can't say that much in an action line. Like, Technically, wh- technically, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you worked as a reader for an agency for six months. Right. Like, right. But you exactly. take these things and they just start bouncing around in your head and become a part of your like overarching neuroses, right? Totally. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's kind of it's the same thing, you know, as as being like a kid and hearing things that kind of stick with you in your subconscious. I think every writer has like a kind of subconscious of, of, of list of rules of things that they can't do. And they're not even sure why it's just things that have stuck to them. We, you know, me and my writing partner, we, we tend to use narration, you know, quite a bit. And as you know, it used to come so naturally me naturally to me to like, want to like, you know, and maybe that's a little bit to, to your point earlier, that's like the kind of prose writer in me. I just want to like explain more. Mm-hmm. Um, and narration is just like the worst thing in the world to so many different people and it's just su- it's such a it's such like a, it's it's the rule one like don't use narration to, you know uh, uh show don't tell you know it's yeah. this it's this thing that like people just have such a violent reaction to um so yeah, it's. But I really like films with narrators. You know, like I'll watch <laughs> yeah, yeah. a film with a narrator and be like, "Oh, I've 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 kept clear of this in my work because ah, fuck a narrator." But then I'll see a film with a narrator. I mean, even a, a, you know, a 
Casino, for example, which has multiple narrators. But like, I like movies with fucking narrators. Like, no, it's... I know, <laughs> no, that's that's what it always gets down to. It's like I dig that shit. Right? Why can't I do it? I mean, and you can. It's just this funny. It's this funny thing. It's you know, it's such a the industry and like what people like is just so weird. You know, it's like I don't know. Especially nowadays, it's like what I don't know if there's really any room for taste and, and especially since like what in in, in in tv especially it's like it's you know it's crazy but uh i know what you mean yeah it's like those are the things that inspired me why the fuck can't i write you know narration right exactly well and the, and the other funny thing is like you know you, you'll see a, a lauded tarantino screenplay and will be like look at how he breaks the rules and it's like celebrates what he does but it's like but you can't do that you can't no. do that. <laughs> okay. Right. Great. Yeah, okay. Be, it's reserved for him. He what can the... only be. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> it's this, it's, yeah, dude. I don't know why. Some people get these special invitations, but, you know, you I, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I think that's I think that the that's... truth. And I think that if you do whatever the fuck you want, you will create more of a name for yourself and obviously stand out more. If you're doing whatever it is that you want in quotes and it's just aping the style of one other screenwriter or filmmaker, like that's not going to work obviously. But if you're doing whatever you want and it's a combination of all your influences, I mean, it's the same as anything else, right? Exactly. Yeah, totally. I mean, my dream is to one day get to a point in my life where I'm like this old withered, you know, 85 year old man and I write like a screenplay with no with no uh insecurity and just total freedom and I I don't think about everything that I'm doing or like the things I'm ripping off or all like I'm writing it in a way that comes from this like wellspring of like purity and like that you know that that's like that'll never happen but yeah totally it's like we you know it's a funny thing it's a funny thing speaking of those insecurities how do you do you have tools and techniques that help you to work through those as you're sort of, you know, in your day to day, I'm, I'm going to write, you know, however many, like whatever your process is, when you hit those walls of like deep insecurity and deep self doubt or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, what do you, how do you work through that shit? I mean, primal screaming. I think you cut out. <laughs> yeah, mostly. It's, I, I, did you say primal, primal scream? I said primal screaming. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I do. I do a lot of primal screaming. <laughs> I do a lot of that. Uh, it's, I don't know, man. It That's, I think I, I'll tend to uh, lean on, you know, the people that I admire and, and, and just kind of, you know, remind myself. It's a lot of reminding myself that, that um that that's part of the you know part of the game is is this feeling um and then just continuing on you know i think that so many people get in their own way and just kind of like stop the train and i think that you just got to keep fighting that that kind of reactionary insecurity because i don't again i'm not sure if that ever goes away i mean i'm sure it does if you again me and you are in similar positions where we've had very few things made, you know, Mm -hmm. and we've had very, so I think that it makes sense that we're, you know, (laughs) 
you know, early 30s, mid 30s, like youngish writers that are still trying to kind of figure out what language we're supposed to speak to kind of break in here. So I think insecurity is part of that um, because, you know, we don't have the uh, we haven't been afforded the the right to kind of just be artists yet. You know, it's like we're, we're still kind of like playing a game. Um, but I just, I always go back and I read my favorite screenplays, you know, and I, I read, I read, uh, like that's, that always seems to do the trick or I'll, I'll watch something, um, in, in, in the vein of whatever it is that I'm writing. And I'll just try to say like, does that, you know, is what you're doing, does it really speak to you? And if it really speaks to me, I'm okay with the insecurity because I'm, because I know at the end of the day. I'm being honest with myself and I'm being honest with the subject that I'm interested in, then it's okay to be insecure. You know what I mean? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it really is a lot about just pushing through, just, just opening the document again and writing some shit into it. And, you know, I mean, I dread writing so much, you know, I mean, my favorite part of the process is thinking of ideas. Like, you know, you'll, you'll have three new ideas in a, in a few day spin. And that is what fills you with all this. Um, it fills your cup with, with the, the good juice. And, um, yeah, it's like the optimism on you, but do, do you consider yourself more of a director or a writer? That's a great question. <clears throat> I've certainly done more directing I've completed more projects that I've directed than I've completed projects that I've written. Right. When you're writing, do you write as a director or are you writing as a, like a writer? I'm, I don't know. If I'm absolutely writing as though I will be the one directing. Right. So, yeah, and I don't know how that influences the work. And I don't know if it, um, I don't know if it is a sort of uh, impediment in some ways to just being able to get things down on the page or maybe it, it has the opposite effect i'm not sure what do you i mean do you think of I, well yourself? that's interesting you just said that like you know my like because there's certain writers right that can like just just knock it out right they know that they have like something that it's they can kind of job it a little bit you know right. <laughs> they can kind of be like okay i'm gonna write this and i'm gonna you know flip that and turn that into that and it's gonna be done i guess when you're writing with more of a kind of directorial and I, even though I, I don't direct, I feel like I write as a director. I feel like I write in a way that is like not very, uh, conducive to just like, like, I, I feel like it's, there's a lot of specificity. So like, I don't know what it's like to do it any other way either, but, um, what was my point here? Uh, I think that like, there's something I wonder if that how like what that does to like what it is you're writing, right? Like you got to really be in love. You got to really be in like like you got to like really be like this is the idea, right? Versus somebody who can kind of have like an idea for a spec and just kind of like kind of just like crank it out. Totally. You know? Yeah. Because they're just like I mean, because I would imagine that that's like okay. I'm going to give this up and somebody else is going to do with it what they're going to do with it. And it doesn't really matter. I just need to create the best product on the page to sell basically. But like, that's where their part of the right, process exactly. ends is when it sells and then it goes into somebody else's hands. But when you think as a director, it's like, well, 
I need to have this be exactly how I see the movie playing in my head. And, and I don't know if other, I mean, maybe writers who are just writers also write that way. Like they see the movie play in their head, but like, you know, as a director, I'm like, I know what angle I want this shot to be. You know, like right. I know that this is a two shot. This dialogue exists solely in a two shot that's going to be, you know, on a dolly pushing in. I wouldn't write that in the script, but that's how I see it in my head. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that definitely contributes to some of the misery, <laughs> right. you know, of all of this is like the, that, like you, it ha, it, you see it, you know, you see it right. in a weird, like director's eye is seeing it versus the, the kind of the spec writer who's just like, you know what, just got to get this down on the page and then sell it, you know? And no. I don't know if those people really exist. I don't like, I'm sure they do, but you know, I think everybody has like you know, everybody's got to be writing it from a directorial point of view to some extent. But I think with somebody like you or other people that are kind of, uh, uh, you know, a director first or, a you know, I, it's, it's got to be, it's got to, you know, influence how you write for sure. But I'm also, I'm also at this point where I'm like, I need to have more shit that I've written. So I need to push through these hangups and push through um any sort of like concern um of how the work is being presented like how do i phrase this yeah but dude that doesn't go away honestly man i i've written so many things that right. have kind of like circulated through the industry and like i wake up in a cold sweat like at night and go like oh my god i haven't written anything I don't think that like, <laughs> I don't think that like that, like, dude, I, I swear it's like every day I wake up and I'm like, I don't, I haven't, it, I don't have anything out there that's like representative of like what I want to do. Right. You know, it's, <clears throat> you know, and yeah, you're right. Like you do need to just keep writing and keep writing and keep writing. But it's, I, I wonder if that ever goes away. I just, I constantly feel that too. I mean, I, yeah, I would wonder what it's like, like <clears throat> after you've achieved some modicum of success where you've had a bunch of things made and like people know you, you've, you've name recognition and people are anticipating what you're going to do next. I mean, I get, I guess that anticipation would then bring with it its own sort of pressures and, um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're working on one screenplay, today for example how often are you thinking about that project like sometimes i'll just be like living my life like like i was driving around the other day like really enjoying get richard die try 50 cent get richard die, that record like i haven't listened to it in years and i was like <laughs> banging it record, in the dude. jeep that's an like, amazing record it's fucking dude. amazing but i'm What's driving the song with the game on that uh I no, think no, that no, one's on the massacre, that. right? That's on the massacre. Yeah. yeah. Hate it or Dude. love it, that one. Oh my god. Put oh, on it's... hate it or Supra and like <laughs> I will lose my shit. Dude. I will lose my shit. I know. My true colors really come out whenever I'm like banging rap and driving <laughs> around. Um <laughs> but in those moments where I'm just like straight up enjoying myself and like completely like in my in my mode, sometimes I'll be like why aren't you thinking about your movie right now, man? The fuck are you doing? <laughs> Wasting your time listening to the to 50 cent right now. Like, do you ever have that of like, Oh man, I got to be spending more of like my waking life thinking about this. Or are you like dedicated to the time that you're actually like set aside for working? I mean, obviously like you're sitting on the couch, hanging out, like watching a show or whatever and, and shit's going through your mind. But 
I think you understand what I'm asking. Totally. No, I do. And I think that what you're, what you're outlining is healthy behavior, you know, being able to kind of get lost in something else, I think is only additive to like, uh, being a creative, you know, whether it's fifties, whether it's fitty or if it's, it's you know, something else. Uh, but I think that that's, that's, that's totally healthy. I think that more often than not, I exhibit really, really unhealthy, obsessive behavior, um, mm. kind of about a story. Mm. And that's something that I, I really, really try to be like cognizant of, especially, you know, with impending fatherhood on the horizon. It's right. that like, you know, being in the moment and being okay with not like having your idea like circulating in your head at that exact time because my it's just my wife sees it all the time. She just is like, where are you right now? You know, like and yeah. it's uh, I don't think that that's good. And I don't think that that's necessarily beneficial to to being I think it's an it's an unfortunate, you know, uh, uh, kind of symptom of of what we all have which is writing you know like right. but i don't know if that's like entirely healthy i think that when you can kind of disconnect and let yourself kind of go on it can only be helpful i you know but but at the same time i've also worked through a lot of ideas by being an obsessive freak so like i don't know it's it's kind of like it's however you move um i would like to be a little bit more you know, I would love to be able to kind of like close it up a little bit more and be like, all right, it's five o'clock. And like the rest of the night is not thinking about that. It's just thinking about other things. It's thinking about, you know, just dinners or whatever. Yeah. And being human because, yeah, it, it, it follows me for sure um, into a lot of things. And it's not necessary. It's a, it's not even though like sometimes I get excited that like, you know, that, that obsession helps me get an idea or like helps me. It doesn't feel good. Like I don't, I don't feel good throughout the day. I don't, it feels very unhealthy and it feels very consuming and it's, it's draining. I, I mean, I make a lot of the time I, I'll make playlists. Um, when I get an idea, mm-hmm. um, music is what like, is the first place I start usually. Um, so, so like you'll, you'll create a, playlist yeah i'll get a playlist even before like i i have like written anything on paper because you know i'll i'll hear the initial sounds of whatever it is that like i kind of like want to go for oh that's awesome yeah and it's it's super helpful and it it just excites me more kind of builds it builds like a a a weird foundation for me to like be able to like it gives me a little bit it's a little bit of a confidence booster because i can hear sounds that i think can accompany what it is that like i'm thinking of doesn't make me feel as lonely and uh Mm. and so i'll make these things and then i'll play them just obsessively (sighs) so i'm in these songs now now i'm stuck in these songs and then my whole life becomes you know it's it's soundtracked by these nine songs so like i'm just in this like deep spiral of just fucking like oh my god nine songs are tailing me like i don't like it's like it's crazy i'm like leota at the end of goodfellas like i'm looking up at the sky like the helicopter yeah the helicopter of the songs are just like everywhere and uh so it's helpful again but is it healthy i don't know that's so funny as like a super obsessive person i mean even if it's not relevant to a project or something like I will often have songs that just run through my mind at all times of the day. But to your point of this playlist idea, 
Um, I have had like five Blink-182 songs coursing through my brain at all hours of the day, including when I'm trying to sleep, when I wake up, because I'm like trying to, I, I had this idea for whatever, it's about like a high school thing that like involves somebody in their 20s or if, I'm not going to get into the idea, I'm, but. I love it though. I mean, the fact, dude, a Blink inspired like high school thing is going to, that's like, that's my fucking jam right there. I mean, right. But like, I cannot get these like four or five Blink-182 songs out of my head to the point where like, I've been listening to a couple of their records a lot. And like my wife, you know, will occasionally, she, she supports a lot of my musical tastes as I play them loudly in the house daily. Um, especially during the pandemic when we're all just home and fucking I'm listening to Californication on repeat, like trying to get back in my friend's 78 Monte Carlo and feel that vibe of the, you know, smell the cigarette smoke and whatever. Um, but she's like, I was listening to, uh, I don't know, Apple Shampoo or Josie. Now I'm getting like deep into blink cuts, oh but, um, God, dude, that's such a good song. she was like, you know, I, th- this music I really don't like. <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 I know. I'm not playing this because I think you like this. <laughs> like, I'm playing this because I need but to be you, in this like, vibe. That that feeling, though, is you start hearing the songs. You're not hearing the songs like, you know, like a passive kind of like, you know, I'm observing. You, you're hearing the songs under like the spell of the idea. Exactly. So you're hearing them. and they, They're sounding so much more textured and rich and they're telling they start telling a story as opposed to just being like a fucking stupid blink 182 song you know they're te- it's it's portraying a mood so like yeah if you're not in that <laughs> totally yeah, yeah I've, so when i was i was i had a similar idea there was a i wanted to write a high school thing like in the early 2000s and i was listening a lot to cky wow and <laughs> that one song disengaged the whatever the fuck it was like on their first like skate video I heard it and it was like hearing like a Beatles song like to me like in the way like that's kind of how much I was moved by it and my wife did the same thing where she was like why like I feel so bad that like you're in this like this is your vibe right now and I was like dude you're not like you're not hearing what I'm hearing you know so it's a funny it's a funny thing and that but that's what music will do and that's why I think those playlists are so beneficial I mean anything that'll like allow me to like not have to put words on paper I will right, do exactly. like the like uh, like I will gather so many images I'll go you know before when you could go to public places I would go to the <laughs> library and just like scan photos and just like do whatever I could to like not have to write and I think that's important you yeah. know because like so when you really get to that page you've you've exhausted every escape plan you know and it's all ready to come out at that point i think yeah i think you've built up this store that it's like it's It's got to come out it's got to come out it's like you've you've, you really you have nowhere to run anymore right that's such a good way of putting it but it's you know it's it's funny man i don't know i always think of novelists too and i wonder if novelists feel this way i mean i don't know like maybe it's because screenwriters aren't really writers i don't know (laughs) You know, I, I don't know what it is that like makes it I'm sure novelists are just as miserable and just as like but I wonder if they have such anxiety about you know I'm sure they do we all do I'm sure it's a mix you know I'm sure there's like yeah. 
you know, that that one Mr. Peanut Butter in every bunch who's like, oh, you're struggling to write your... This is a BoJack reference. I don't know if it's obscure for you, but like... Yeah, I, I totally know what you're talking about. Like, Diane, like, is struggling so hard to write her memoir, and BoJack just writes a book in a weekend, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't know how it happened. It just came out of me. That <laughs> uh, show's right. fucking brilliant. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think a couple, I just wanted to respond to a couple of things that you said, like, as far as the music thing, like, you're no longer just hearing a song, you're, you're seeing a movie when you hear the song, you're seeing a sequence play out in your mind that's not just, you know, Mark Hoppus in the music video, or, you know, Bam Margera, was he in CKY? Bam was Bam was CKY. Right, bro. he was CKY. He he was actually from like a couple towns away from us. So like my friends that were BMX riders like sweated those guys heavily. Oh man, yeah, that's a scene. That's a scene back then, dude. Oh, like man. that's been, like yeah, like him in like like early Bam and like that band him. It's like that's mm-hmm. like a good like you know weird emo skate scene. Weird emo skate, man. There's nothing really compares. <laughs> No, no, that's like, that's, that's, uh, take me back, please. Take me back, I know, get me the fuck out of whatever 2020 (laughs) is. But also, like, I think there is, like, a symbiotic relationship, and I think you'll find, like, this balance in fatherhood that, like, there is a symbiotic relationship between all of the arts, obviously, and, like, parenthood is an art the same way cooking is an art, the same way gardening is an art, and when you're doing those things, you're feeding those reserves and you're just feeding your overall artist and inner creative. And I think that that um, gives you fuel for all, all avenues of the arts. I think that's, that's really nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, I would hope so. And, and you know, that's, that sounds true to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, do you ever work on multiple projects at the same time? Like, I mean, and I guess my struggle sometimes to focus on one project is because I feel like right when I get a little bit of momentum, I have another idea for another project. And maybe this is just part of that whole excitement of the beginning of the process. But like, does that ever happen to you where like you can't keep focus on a project because you're like, well, wait, I have all these other, I have this other fucking great movie idea and I need to work this one out like how do you keep your focus on one thing yeah no that definitely happens all the time i i like to um kind of compartmentalize and put it in like so for instance i i could never work on like two screenplays out there at the same time like two features i couldn't do um but i i can do a feature in a tv show because there's like they're not competing in the same part of my like mind and then alternatively, I, I find that like a lot of my life is like treatment writing, hmm. you know, like that's that's like something that wasn't in the job description that like if you would have told me when I was like 21 that like most of your life will be writing these like five page like documents to try to convince somebody to let you write something. I would have been like, oh, I don't really want to do that. But, you know, that's just like that's that's what it is now. And um, and I can do those those are like multiple treatments at a time you mean treatments yeah because i know that i'm not diving in so heavily i think that like anytime that i've ever tried to balance like two you know ideas you know ideas that i liked i've never been able to do that i i know people that can and i know people that but like i get kind of like monomania when it comes to an idea and i just have to like i have to do that or else 
you know, there's no real hope for the idea to succeed. I don't think that's, will you, um, yeah, I'm wondering about that. I'm wondering if I should just like, cause I have multiple things kind of all moving forward a step at a time right now. And I'm wondering if I should just park two of them, but will you do, will you, so you will shut off everything for other ideas and just focus like you wouldn't be doing research for another film while you're writing one, no right? no no i wouldn't no because i i just i i personally can't but again like you might be you might you might be able to do that and i know other people that can you know and there's like these weird like prolific screenwriters that are just able to do multiple things at you know at, at one given time and it's it's really crazy but i've never been able to do that no yeah, I'll have to reconsider my process. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm so early. I feel like in the in the I, I'm I'm in such the infancy of 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 the pursuit of this career still that, you know, I'm still trying to like codify my process. Even you know, mm-hmm. like, do I outline everything? But like, do you outline? Um, before writing a script, I I have. You know, it's funny. Every t- it's that's a good question, but every time that I've I've outlined, I've finished the script, and every time that I haven't outlined, I haven't finished the script. So, huh. um, so I do and I don't. It would make sense to do it though, because my my track record is like <laughs> de- definitely. I have a percentage here that I should probably stick to, but like, um, I don't know why I. You know, I always Tarantino, like, right? He just he just sits down and he again he's like Bojack. He just like, oh, I wrote this thing in a, in you know, in, in a month and like it's it's incredible. And I always heard that he doesn't he he kind of like lets, he lets the movie sit in his brain long enough to he doesn't need to outline. Because um, he's I, already I tried, played it out in his mind. Yeah, he's before played he it ever out wrote so many a word. times, and he know. Yeah, it's like. And I, I, I don't know why, but I do that occasionally, but I'm not as obviously as good as Tarantino or anywhere in near the same, but so I, I never finish it. Um, so yeah, I think outlining is important. Um, but, but I would love to write a script without having outline. I mean, <laughs> just like get it down. That would be, that would be amazing. I, you know, I don't know if I ever told you, but one of the, you know, I wrote, this thing with my writing partner a hundred years ago when the street lights go on which is the thing that has kind of floated me for the last 10 years it's like every time that i it's like my high school diary now it's like i'm so embarrassed to look at but it just keeps like rearing its ugly head every once in a while and there's only so many iterations you know it wouldn't surprise me if somebody wanted to make it a video game in like a year because like it's just gone through so many different things um but it's a funny thing and um we we literally um took the virgin suicides watched it wrote down every single beat and then mapped our script to those beats that's incredible so so we like in terms of like ripping a movie off like i don't think we could have ripped anything off more than that like it was literally like we took every single beat and was like okay what what is our beat in this like what's our the same beat but in our story right and that's that was like the best easiest writing experience i've ever had 
Um, I haven't done that since. I don't God, know that's... why. And like, there are instances where, where I will like, kind of like dip my feet into it, but I, I never did it to that extent. Um, that's so much work on yeah. the front end. I mean, it's amazing that you did that. But sometimes I think about mapping out an entire film and I'm like, Christ, do I really want to fucking do that? I think it's easier when you have two people, man. It's right. like, it's, that's, that's where like the collaboration component makes things a lot easier because you have two heads and one's getting down and the other one's up and like you're able to kind of balance the like the shit that you wouldn't do if you were just by yourself because like i think that's partly why i don't do it like otherwise because like i just can't i don't have the patience to do it when yeah. i'm by myself you know like, yeah who the fuck wants to beat out texas like i can't <laughs> do that you know yeah totally totally i mean <clears throat> partnerships definitely appeal to me i think there's also something that i need to um like prove to myself that I can do it myself first. Um, I feel like I spend so much time sort of relying on somebody else that, um, mm -hmm. you know, it just continues to fuel my insecurities and my self doubt. Like, and though I, I see, I really do see the value in a partnership and a collaboration. Um, but yeah, no dude, that's, that's, that's a, that's a huge thought. part of like my, uh, my kind of uh, 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 well of of I don't know psychological <clears throat> you know inadequacies is partly due I think in in, in especially in this industries uh, is due to the fact that I entered it in a partnership. Right. Um, it's made things a lot more complicated for me in terms of especially now as I get older and inevitably as you get older you start to you know. It's like the band breaks up, um, whether the band breaks up fully is like Eddie and I are still, you know, we're still good friends and we still collaborate on stuff, but it's definitely not like, you know, uh, sleeping at each other's house, like sweating, like the fucking, you know, like we're going to write 24 seven, we're going to like never sleep, you know, like, which is the early days. And, and so now I'm in my thirties and I'm kind of known to the industry as like being a part of this entity but i'm also trying to carve out so in a lot of ways i feel like i'm 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 not starting over but i'm definitely like i i i have to kind of like fulfill two halves with myself for sure yeah and it's like how do you want your first solo album to sound you yeah, know did you want to rush it have a mccartney like situation where it's like yeah, maybe I'm amazed on it. That's a nice song, but like uh, that that first McCartney album's, you know, definitely not uh uh Plastic Ono. So it's like I right. don't, I do you know do you how how much do you want to stay rooted in in what you've done already and how much do you need to break out with your own voice and Yeah, that's like a that's a Oof. that's a, we got to get like a psychiatrist on this on the call for I'll that call because up like Scott. That... <laughs> it's my guy. <laughs> call up your guy because like that's that's when you say that dude like that's a really relatable part of this for me it's like you know because how do you not depend on when you when you're writing with somebody and you guys have got a thing going it's like of course you're going to depend on that i i think well and so much you of your self-worth and your value is wrapped up in that too at least for me i'm like well wait i didn't really think of that you know that i didn't think of that yeah. idea that yeah. all the funny shit is from him like 
you know, whatever. Like that wasn't me. That was somebody else. And it just, it, it just feeds that imposter syndrome, that never ending self-doubt and like not good enough and like don't belong here and like all of that shit. Oh man, dude, that's, that's, that's the good shit right there, man. <laughs> that is the, that is the good shit for sure. Cause like I, I definitely have a little bit of that and, and I think that that's, yeah, it's primarily been, been, you know, inflated by the, like what you're saying. It's like, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what I did or who I am as a writer sometimes, but I, again, I just, it feels so like par for the course though you know like there's always going to be something there's never going to be there's always going to be that thing there's always, i you just got to keep working you just got to like that's yeah. the only thing it's you know it's such dumb fucking you know not even advice or but like you just you got to keep the train going and inevitably you know something happens whether it's the like humbling or sobering reality of like that nobody wants to do your shit <laughs> right or or the fact that like you know people are emailing you and you're getting some it, it it's all stems from you doing work so that's the but, that's the truest i mean that's the really the truth of it all is like yeah anytime i've ever opened a document and sat in it for at least 10 minutes something's happened Right. You know what I mean? Like something yeah, totally. happens. You just need to, you need to show up to the job basically. Yeah. It's not luck. It's not, none of this is like, yeah, it's a little bit of luck for sure. There's like that Woody Allen thing, but like I, I, you know, like you got to create more than anything and you have to create and just let go and move on and just continually kind of evolve and just kind of like keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, so I don't know if you're like, I always, I have this weird, you know, I'm very common, but like I always get stuck in like wanting to like really um, visualize what's going to happen with something, you know, and I feel like that visualization is like helpful to um, to to, you know, it's it's that old secret bullshit, you know, which there's different iterations of this idea, but like um you know, it's like, how much do I need to visualize this? How much do I need to like empower the idea in order for it to be real? And at the same time, it's like, is it that, or is it completely being like oblivious to like wanting anything and then not, and in that, like, not like in that legitimate, like not wanting thing, like having things then happen, you know, there's like that old like quote of like, once you once you're good with giving up everything, that's when you'll get whatever you wanted. Totally. You know, like I, I, I have that, like that my, the two halves of me are always like, no, like sit in the visualization, like make it real, like really like, like manifest it, like have it like be the real thing. And, and then there's that other part of me that's like, forget about it. Yeah. Like, don't give a shit, move on, say no, like, don't like give up. Like, that's good. Like, that's like, don't have the like, don't like play, you know we were talking about the other day on the hike like don't paint the picture in your head of like <sighs> what it's going to look like or what it's going to feel like because you know i don't know i i that's a tough balance yeah i mean there's it's like the balance of of buddhism um mixed with um the sort of the power of visualization i guess exactly that's uh, what it, that's totally it yeah 
I mean, and I guess that's what we are as humans, I guess, at our, I don't know. No, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that's it. I mean, you, you, one part is just accepting every moment. It's like being very much in the moment and also projecting into a reality that you want. <clears throat> and that's like, I find exactly. that they're, they're almost that they're at odds with each other in a lot of ways. But like, I am in this moment as I'm projecting 10 years from now that I want to like be overlooking the coast in a yeah. condominium, you know, or whatever <laughs> it is, you know? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, I th it's just about one foot in front of the other, I guess. Yeah, it's funny too. It's like, do you do you love movies? Like, do you love them? Are they are they like are they your like lifeblood? Um, I mean, I think music is more than movies actually because I have more opportunity to consume music. Um, music music keeps me going day after day. F movies, I I love movies. I just, I have such little time now that, right. you know, I mean, it took me like four nights to watch Tree of Life. Legitimately, four <laughs> nights. Cause like I was... That's about right. I think he intended it. <laughs> right. It's a four-nighter. I guess he wanted me to start falling asleep, yeah. you know, yeah, every, like was... in 30-minute intervals. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I mean, when I watch, I, I can't think of the last movie that really was arresting for me but yeah i mean there's nothing nothing comparable to that feeling of you know watching melancholia or something and right you know yeah, totally yeah i mean movies man movies i always think of like because like I, I always like ask myself that question because i'm like i don't know how in love with films i am like i don't it's a weird thing. It's like I always, again, I always fall back on my idols and I think of like Tarantino and PTA and the way that they speak about these films. And then I watch an Altman movie and I'm just like so deeply bored right. by like what's going on. And I'm like, why, what, what is like, maybe I don't like, I don't know. Like it's and it's obviously part of it's generational. And I know like they're like, vhs like era and they've just consumed and consumed and consumed but like you know so did we to some extent i just i don't know it's uh i'm always asking myself it's like what do i even like really love like tv right it's so funny like i am for i've made my money in tv i've made my like living in tv mm -hmm. i'm a tv writer i guess i don't watch tv and, and when i do watch tv i can't stand it so it's a funny thing to like be a part of a medium that you have like no interest in you know it's, how disinterested are you in recommendations as well sorry this is a <laughs> little bit of an aside but i cannot fucking I take people one more person being like oh my god you gotta watch that or no, you, you, you didn't see no i'm telling you the last season of westworld got better <laughs> Dog, I am not watching 40 episodes <laughs> that, of something in the hopes that, that it's going to get better. Yeah, totally. And that the, the Westworld, that's like, it, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I cannot tell you how it's in. And, and, and it's funny. I mean, I, I should. Yeah. Next time that happens, I'm going to have the balls to say, like, I have no interest in right. that. Like, I've just but, said it. I mean, with friends that I'm, you know, closer to at this point, I'm sure. like, I'm not watching that. And I don't care for your recommendation, frankly. Yeah, the I TV appreciate you. Way worse than the film, because like the film recommendation, I can like, I can get around because a film is like, 
you know, it's an hour and a half. It's two hours. It's a singular and, you know, experience. I, it's and a singular, it, it, but like the TV recommendation is like, where do you get off, bro? Exactly. Like four seasons to me. Like what? Like I can barely get through a pilot episode. Like don't exactly. do this to me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I will say that um, I'm much more apt to consume things that I know have an end point in terms of TV series, like I knew that I know this much is true was six episodes and I was out. I watched uh, the deuce recently because I knew that it was three seasons and it was done. There was no threat of it going on for eight (laughs) seasons and me feeling, you know, indebted (laughs) to watching it. Right. Totally. I mean, the TV model feels, it, it just feels like, it's not predatory, that's not the right word, but it feels um, very opportunistic in the sense of like, yeah, Shameless was a cool show for a couple seasons, and now there's 13 seasons. Like, it just feels right. like such an opportunity to just milk shit forever. Um, yeah. I'm not Story, talking shit on Shameless or Westworld, you know, for the record, I don't care. Like, whatever people enjoy, you enjoy, but... Um, no, no, no. It's it's more just like the, the yeah the TV model is just such a you know it's it's definitely has monetary gain at the heart of it. I just want things that I know will terminate at some point. I totally agree. I mean, like this. I know this much is true. It's just like beautiful because it was like I know this is this is this many hours, you know, and like I can I can like I can handle that. The miniseries, like big the, ups to the miniseries, man like thank god we said that that was okay you right. know is like because like there was like five or six years ago seven years ago whenever like i remember pitching like a mini series or i remember pitching like an anthology series and like people were like nope can't do it can't do it and then you know finally somebody came around and was like you know what we're gonna let's do this because people don't give a shit after episode two right you know? exactly yeah. People are still watching The Walking Dead. I think that's still a show that's still on television that people still watch. <laughs> that is. Show's been around since shameless. the 90s, shameless. I think. Talk about shameless. Yeah, shameless. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> what do you think I should call this fucking podcast, man? I've no, I'm so insecure about naming this thing. Like, I'm trying to figure out what. I don't even. Like, what, I have no idea what to call it. What do you. What would you call it? Hmm. I don't know. There's I mean, something about you can get like something. This being like the Go sort ahead. of shit that you're not supposed to. It feels like taboo, kind of. Some of what we're talking, not taboo, but like definitely shit that nobody really talks about. Um, yeah, and I think that like kind of yeah, like stumbling your way across like kind of like you know or like insecurities and insights into like the actual process of like because like me and you were talking, dude. It's like this is the stuff that like you hear and it like fortifies your soul. You're like, oh my god, dude. Like, uh, uh, you know again like pta like he he it's like it's like he takes a shit really like right, he doesn't exactly. like you know like you're like oh my god he has trouble he struggles you know like this this is like the stuff that is like so so relatable and so helpful and so beneficial to somebody you know it's like yeah. you know, nobody cares about like you know the safties like talking about like sandler it's like we want to hear like how you guys like fucked up a bunch of times on the script exactly. before you like you know actually got it yeah no you're absolutely right you're absolutely right it's um it when you tell me that that the best part of the process is the research for you or whatever it is like what you will exhaust all that shit like that's so encouraging to me and it's like so validating to hear too and like 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is what keeps you going, not like, oh, explain to me what your outline looks like. <laughs> Tell me about your treatment, you know? No, I want to no, hear, like, how you shit, push no. through when you feel like yeah. you fucking suck. <laughs> you know? Exactly. No, dude, that's that's what it is. Maybe that's, that's the title. The, the how do you push through there. when you feel like you fucking the name suck? Is somewhere, yeah, the name is somewhere in that, like, you know, you can have, like, pushing through whatever that fucking thing is, you know? Yeah, whatever that fucking thing is. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today. Thanks, man. Hopefully you can use this. This is helpful. It's like a little therapy session. I'm down. hope that's the idea. Hopefully uh, it can be therapeutic. Good now. Now I'm loose, baby. Good, man. Well, you woke up believing in yourself, and now hopefully you believe in yourself a little more. That's what I'm talking about. That's like a podcast host right there. <laughs> hey, man. Beautiful. I'll... Uh... <clears throat> Good luck with your day, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, much love. Later, <laughs> much bro. love. Bye-bye.